as uh, most here, I think, know, I like the garden. And it's that time of the year when I notice, uh, and most of my gardening is done at my parents' house because I, they're at an age where somebody has to take care of the place. So I'm uh, over there a couple times a week to uh, look over things. And right now, things are starting to fade out, and uh, the end of the season is, is here, and you kind of just want to run a lawnmower over it all and forget about it. Um, one of the things that I always notice as the season begins to wind down is the, these little nibbles that happen at the end of hosta leaves. And I'm not sure whether it's rabbits or squirrels. I haven't caught anyone doing it, uh, but I see lots of squirrels running around. And of course, reminds me of a little story. There's this little small town, and there are three small churches there. One's a Presbyterian, one's a Lutheran, and one is a Catholic church. And each of these churches was overrun by squirrels. And so one day the Presbyterians decide to have a little meeting to figure out what to do with the squirrels. And after a great deal of prayer and consideration, they, they determined that the squirrels were predestined to be there and that they should just leave them alone. It's God's will that they do what they do. And then the Lutheran group, they decided to get together, and they figured that they were really in no position to do any harm to any of God's creation. So they humanely trapped them, took them outside of town, released them, and three days later they were back. It was only the Catholics who were able to come up with the best solution. They baptized the squirrels, they registered them as members of the parish, and they only showed up at Christmas and Easter. <laughs> now the joke is humorous, but the underlying truth, of course, uh, a bit sad. Um, you know, we, we do seem to see those kinds of things happen. And we know, though, that, that our baptism brings us into the church. But after that, it's, it's, you know, up to us as to whether we follow those precepts. Uh, you know, it's up to our conscience to decide whether uh, we come to church or not, uh, how we behave. Now, I want you to remember back, and I think most people here are probably old enough to do this, um, you know, President Jimmy Carter, certainly he needs our prayers these days as he's been diagnosed with cancer. But you might remember back to when he was still president and he became the, the brunt of the media. And there was a lot of public ridicule that came his way when he admitted that, that he had lusted in his heart after women other than his wife. Uh, in fact, it became quite the, you know, the late night show uh, joke for weeks. And everybody was making fun of the poor man. And of course, Jimmy Carter is a staunch Christian who says that he regards faith not as a noun, but as a verb. And he believes that, as a, somebody who believes in Jesus, that Jesus must be lived. So, as to affect and inform all that one says and does and thinks. And his faith 
enabled him to realize that, that the good things a person does as well as the evil originate in our hearts. And for this reason, he considered himself guilty of what he called lusting in his heart, regardless of whether you know, he ever followed through on that, which, of course, he says he did not. You know, there are a lot of folks in our contemporary society who, whose moral code is less than pristine. You know, we, we hear a lot about folks who figure that it's okay to do something as long as no one gets hurt. Or, you know, we hear over and over again, well, everybody else is doing it, so what's wrong with it? And certainly in our political world today, well, it's okay to do it unless you get caught. And we have all of these ways of reasoning that, well, essentially it's okay to sin as long as you get away with it. You know? and, and unlike the people who think this way, Jimmy Carter still aspires to an authentically honest and moral way of life. You know, and affirming the importance of a moral code, the, the writer of our first reading today from Deuteronomy reminds us that the rules by which we are to live, they're not man-made rules, they're God-given rules. And careful observance of these laws leads, leads to a life and the joy of knowing the nearness of God. You know, and we believe in a God who chooses to be close to us. And not someone out there somewhere, but right next to us, right within us. You know, I've talked a lot lately about the importance of relationship. You know, a relationship with Jesus, that personal relationship. And, you know, Doing as Jesus calls us to do is about keeping that relationship on the right level, the good place. And Jesus insists, insists in this gospel that we hear this evening that, that mere external observance of the law or lip service to the law is not sufficient. Not sufficient at all. Authentic commitment to God grows here. You know, and if, if we are working on that relationship with Jesus, if we have that relationship, then, you know, we, we do what we know to be right and good because of love. Love for Jesus Christ. You know, one's faith commitment and moral code will, will then be translated into positive Love. You know, Jesus is a verb. We hear, especially in John's gospel, of course, tonight we hear from Mark, that you know, Jesus is the Word of God. You know, the Word made present to us. And the Word is a verb to do, you know, to be Jesus, to love in the world. That is what we're all called to be about, and, and the reason God gave us these, you know, commandments to observe is so that 
if we're following them and loving others, and others are following them and loving us, then the world is a different place. And we know that it's not. It's not the place that God wants it to be right now. Because, you know, people are headed all the wrong way. They, they don't have that relationship with Jesus that then draws them into his love and allows them to share that love in the world. In our second reading today from uh, the letter from St. James, James describes good Christian moral living as an outgrowth of the word of God rooted within the believer. And so it, it, it takes paying attention to Jesus and what Jesus wants us to be about and, and building that relationship with him. If we work on that, if we you know, spend the time in prayer, because that's really how you're going to find that relationship, then your life will change and so will the life of everybody else around you. you know, to, to believe is to have faith. To have faith is to be able to work on that relationship and out of that relationship comes that action of love. James urges us to act on the word. Don't just listen to it, but live it. 